Okay, that was always my impression of public school. My mom would be like, <laughs> you better do your work or I'm going to send you to public school. And we'd be like, no! <laughs> She'd be like, I know they do drugs in the stairwells and it's just sex you're everywhere. Just, and I was like, what? You're just imagining public school as this dystopian Batman and Robin type Basically, thing. Basically, the painted lights faces. are flickering. Yeah. <laughs> it's just terrifying. It's How just, can anybody learn in this environment? <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Parks and Rewatch. I'm your host, Joe. And I'm Joy. And today, we are diving into Season 6, Episode 18, Prom. I never had a prom. Did you have a prom? Yeah, I had proms. How did you have proms? (laughs) What was that like? Okay, so... uh, Joy asked that question because she knows that I was a homeschooler. (laughs) So I'm sure she knows envisioning all sorts of horrific, like my parents made me prom in my living room, Ben Wyatt type things. My dad used to joke that he would set up prom for us in the garage, but there was no actual way that was ever going to happen. No, uh, I I actually went to proms at our high school or other high schools. So I, I went to legit actual proms. Because uh, they invited the homeschoolers or because you got invited to the dance by friends that weren't homeschooled uh, I, I or went something with, else? I went with dates. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I went with dates. So you're kind of like Andy. You're like Mr. Popular. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I could get on board with you being Andy. Just a lot smarter version. Yeah. It seemed like from this episode, he was the popular kid in, yeah. in his school. And I was not. I was still definitely the homeschool kid who went to prom. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Did your parents give you a lecture before you went about like, watch out for public school kids because they do drugs in the stairwells and (laughs) no actually nothing nothing like that okay that was always my impression of public school my mom would be like (laughs) you better do your work or i'm gonna send you to public school and we'd be like no (laughs) she'd be like i know they do drugs in the stairwells and it's just (laughs) sex everywhere and i was like what you're just imagining public school as this dystopian Batman and Robin type Basically, thing. Basically, the lights faces. are flickering. Yeah. It's just terrifying. They're How just... can anybody learn in this environment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The funny thing about my homeschool situation was that it my parents didn't choose to homeschool us so much from the we want to protect you from the world Mm-hmm. kind of thing that a lot of homeschool families get into it for they were actually both teachers um they met teaching school and that's interesting so they just kind of figured well who's going to educate our kids better than us um so we'll homeschool turns Great. out i'm not so sure they were cut out for homeschooling when everything was said and done Mm. Um, especially when it came to the maths, which I have Ooh. a big amount of PTSD from, but we can blame Saxon for that. Yes. Although we can. I did learn a lot with Saxon, but <laughs> to each I, their own. I did learn a lot with Saxon, but at what cost? 
I will never know. <laughs> so before we move on into the episode, I did want to mention the news about our Patreon. Big news now. <laughs> Here's your host, Joe Patterson. <laughs> yes, thanks, Joy, for big news now. This is Joe Patterson reporting live from my basement. <laughs> So we changed up some stuff with our Patreon just to reflect the fact that uh, weekly episodes, weekly releases of these episodes have been a priority for us for like the first two, what, two and a half years of doing. Also, how is it? How has it been two and a half years? I don't know. I honestly don't. Um, I I don't know. It's it's wild. But. I realized lately that I was doing some not so great things, like sometimes sacrificing sleep um, and other things to get episodes out on time. Mm-mm. Decided uh, it's okay to back off of that a little bit. So we're still going to do episodes as often as we can, but you know they might they might not be every week. And so to reflect that, what we actually did, because we appreciate our supporters, our patrons so much, we wanted to make it easier to support us while at the same time reflecting the fact that we might not be able to be as consistent with episodes all the time. So we lowered the prices of our monthly support tiers across the board. They're the same tiers that they used to be. They're still Pawnee Rangers, Pawnee Goddesses, and Swansons. Everything's still set up the same as far as that goes, um, which means the same access to exclusive content and things like that with... Like the hucking boobs. You know the hucking boobs? Boofs with a caveat, and that is uh, the Pawnee Ranger monthly tier is now one dollar a month. Whoa, so you can become a Pawnee Ranger, support us at a dollar a month. The Pawnee Goddess tier is now three dollars a month, and wow. the Swanson tier is now five dollars a month. Look uh, at that so approachability. So you can support us at uh, any of those tiers. Uh, But there is one surprise as a way of saying (gasps) thank you to all of you who have listened, all of you who have supported. If you go and support the show now at this point, what's what's the date that we're recording? The July 14th? Right now is July 14th and it's 825 and 19 seconds Central Standard Time. Oh, thank you. Actually, Central Daylight Time technically, but. Thank you for the clarification. Always appreciated. Yep. In this fictional news show, like news network that we have, everything runs really smoothly. Um, Of course it does. Obviously. (laughs) So if you sign up as of July 14th, 2022, you actually get access to all of our previous bonus content, no matter what tier you sign up at. Wait so, a second. Are you saying that if they sign up today on this day that we're recording that nobody no. knows you're saying this? <laughs> no. Uh, if you sign up, no matter when you sign up going forward from now, you get access to all of our bonus content prior Dang. to July 14th, 2022, prior to this episode. That means every episode of the Hucking Boost that's come out before this are old, uncut. That's legit. Full-length episodes. Uh, so even if you sign up at the Pawnee Ranger tier, you get access to all the old episodes of the Hucking Boost. There's like 52 of them, I think. That's amazing. 
Yeah. Because we're amazing and the hucking booths are hilarious. And really, if you've ever had the thought when you're listening of, wow, I wish I could have seen Joe's face or Joy's face, like now you can't. Mm-hmm. $12 a year. Yeah. 12. Yeah, that's a pretty that's good like deal. So two frozen coffee drinks at your local coffee place. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to take that. Yep. It was... No brand names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's so... green and it's a circle and there's a woman inside of it. A woman inside of it. Oh a boy. mermaid. A mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> what place could you possibly be referring to? I don't, I I don't, don't know. know. Uh, <laughs> so going forward from this episode so as of this episode season six episode 18 prom you will still need to be a pony goddess or a swanson to have access to the hucking booths going forward but uh from now until the end of our patreon those of you who sign up at the pony ranger tier you get access to all the bonus content that we've released up until this point and it is very high quality if i do say so myself so that's that. Uh, have fun. Go check out our Patreon if that interests you. Yeah, so this episode is going to come out on the 18th of July. Um, for exciting news and also sad news, I will be traveling, um, which means our next episode should all go according to plan. will probably be on the 15th of August. So don't freak out. We're okay. Everything's fine. We've not been kidnapped by the raccoon gang. Correct. I just have to go to the West Coast and then England and then back and do some work. At least I don't think so. Is this blink twice if you're okay? (laughs) Blink twice if there are no raccoons in your bedroom. (laughs) I just blink twice. I don't know if I I don't know if I trust that looking around. This is. I just wanted to make sure there were no raccoons in my in my room, my nondescript blue room. I was going to say, that wasn't you looking off screen for a prompt from a very organized kidnapper? I don't know if he would be capable of such horrific things like kidnapping a podcast host. You know, I'd, I'd like to believe he wouldn't. I'd like to believe he wouldn't. Well, <laughs> Randy, stop. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, so what happens in today's thing. episode? Uh, in today's episode, Leslie's floating future foils Allison's awe and amazement. Mm-hmm. Ron raises risky Ray Riggs betwixt being boggled <laughs> by a blonde biped bulldozer. That's Leslie. Andy and April resuscitate rank recollections of teenage twirling tricky times. <laughs> Tom makes musical messes missing modern moments. Yep. Very proud of myself. Good job, Joy. I'm kind of proud I got through all that without getting seriously tongue-tied. Good job, Joe. At 7.29 a.m. and something something seconds. 59 and now it's 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I was very proud of um, using Risky Ray rigs because he built the lighting rig with angle iron and two by four. I'll get into that later, but also I use the word betwixt. Betwixt. Mm-hmm. You did. You did. All right. Episode behind the scenes and trivia. Imdba had a lot of good stuff um, and actually sent me on a mini deep dive of its own. Um, so some fun character names from the credits that I'm 
so glad I happened to see the cast page on IMDb. Um, so there are characters in this episode like Delwyn Burfig, but it's two G's, so it's probably Burfig. Um, there's just a character named Doug, <laughs> who was played by someone named Doug Smith. Oh. There's somebody called Casey Jones, not Jones. <laughs> Jones. Which I thought was really funny. And also that poor person for the rest of their life. They're just going to be correcting everybody. J-O-M-E-S. Um, there's somebody named Daphne Dorlth. Dor- Dorlth? Dorlth. 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 My favorite is Sandra Sassnorp. Oh, wow. S-S-A-S-S-N-D-R-A. S-S-A-S-S-N-O-R-P. Mm-hmm. And then finishing with Lucy Taylor. Just Lucy Taylor. Just Lucy Taylor. Um, fun trivia. Based on Retta's age, the older man Donna alludes to dating at the time of her prom is likely. How do you say that? Please help. Mike. Chris West. I, I Coach can't. K. Coach, Coach K from yes, Duke. Coach K. Yep. Um, the original plan, OG, was for Greg Pekaitis to be a recurring character playing the role of Leslie Nope's. Um, nemesis once or twice a season. Klopp's parents didn't want to commit Cody to multiple episodes over several years. So instead of recasting the character, the idea was dropped altogether. And Greg Pekaitis only made two appearances in the show. This was revealed on the season three DVD commentary. And I'm really sad at this. I am because too. that would have changed so much. That would have been awesome. Ugh, very disappointed right now. Like that would have been a move on the level with certain shows like The Mentalist or Psych where they have villains that might not get dealt with for basically a whole season. Mm -hmm. But then in the last two or three episodes, they come back. Yeah. And it is kind of this recurring looming thing. And yep. Oh, so good. I wish they'd I wish they'd done that with Greg Pakitis. That would have been really fun. Yeah, when I saw Pekaitis at the end of this episode, I literally screamed inside of my head. Um, <laughs> it was very loud inside of my head. Um, and it made me excited for maybe we'll see him again. Like, oh my gosh, this... Like, the there could be an arc with Allison Gifford. There could be an arc with Greg mm-hmm. Pekaitis. How mm-hmm. did they meet? Like, I, just so many questions I have. But then IMDb ruined it and said this is the last appearance of Greg Pekaitis. <laughs> and I'm so sad. And mm-hmm. I did eat a peach earlier this week and I thought of Pekaitis because I had a peach pit in my hand. Anyway, Kelly Washington appeared earlier in Parks and Rec, The Treaty, mm-hmm. season four, episode seven, as a student in the Model UN Club. She was credited as France for that episode, but her character was referred to as Cassidy. But in this episode, her name is Allison, which is super interesting. Um, so I went back to the IMDb credits page and she's listed as Allison for season four, episode seven. And I was like, mm. hold up what? So I did pull up the episode and double check. And she says outright, my name is Cassidy. So I'm very confused. Yeah. I'm going to go with, she has an identical twin. <laughs> yeah. That was a goof that I knew about. Um, it's a pretty famous one in, in parks fandom and, it's just kind of funny to me, I think, because, I mean, we're all humans. We make dumb mistakes. Uh, I had Burger King late last night. You know, no one's perfect. Yeah, that is a mistake. 
Um, and it just seems funny to me when big productions that have teams of writers miss little details like this. Like, I feel like the, the actress herself would have yeah. been like, wait Does a second. No one remember my name was, oh, okay. Um, I'm Allison now. Cool. Well, great. <laughs> Madame Ambassador. Yeah. It's funny that they missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's time for some dives, Uh, dives, dives. Up top, we got confetti cannons everywhere, prom themes, and punch it up. In the booths, we got VCR electrocutions and drop the beat, because why not? Joe, what are you most excited to hear about? Probably confetti cannons. Okay. So this is very interesting. Let's just dive right in. Um, Because Leslie rigged Ben's desk, naturally, my curious little self was like, Oh, I'm sure the internet has something to say about how that could be done. So in Googling how to rig a confetti, can- mm, confetti cannon in a, a desk. Confetti cannon. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got hit in a fail with a confetti cannon. <laughs> um, I found a thread on Reddit in our engineering. It said, I am in a drawer war with a coworker and it's my turn to fire. I realize this will go back and forth forever unless I just do something drastic. I don't think that's acceptable logic. I think it will just seems like bigger. Escalation is already becoming a problem. There's so many logic issues inside of this story. Please point them out and let's you know, just make fun of them. That's what I we think do. This drawer war with my coworker is just going <laughs> to keep going back and forth forever unless I kill it. What? Right. Obviously, <laughs> until I make him go blind. I've got a great idea, but whereas, <laughs> but whereas, it's not one word, it's two, but where, as, I'm a pretty smart guy, I don't have the mechanical knowledge to do what I need to do. This is where you folks come in. Can you please help me figure this out? (laughs) So the idea I've come up with is a spring-loaded glitter bomb. The idea is that when this guy opens the drawer, a big cloud of super fine paper shreddings and glitter will come out and cover him in glitter. I just go glitter only, but I don't want to hamper his vision as we need to be able to see to do our job and I don't want to injure him. Thus, the paper shredding should serve as a type of confetti that will cover him in glitter but prevent the super fine stuff from getting in his eye. Only one eye. He's a Cyclops. <laughs> Just one eye. I was going to say he had a pirate patch, but I'm down for the mythological angle. Okay, too. great. He's a pirate. <laughs> formerly Duoclops, now Cyclops. Um, is there Duoclops? That's not a thing, but I like it. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> Hello, former Duoclops. I'm not sure how to make the locking mechanism for the spring, though, or should I say trigger device. It needs to fly up when the drawer is open, but not rest on the drawer above it. I also can't mount anything on the container housing the drawers as it's government property. And if I get in trouble for this, breaking stuff is not a good thing to have tacked on to whatever. Thoughts, anyone? <laughs> um, does this not feel like a bad idea as you write it out? and posts on the internet for everyone to see and podcast hosts like me to pick up and make fun of? See, I'm reading this guy as like a Patrick Bateman, American psycho type person. Okay. Um, so he's unaware of what it sounds like. He's just cheerfully thinking of basically committing murder. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So okay, like so, the idea I've come up with is a spring-loaded drawer full of knives. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds great. So I posted a couple responses in here, and if you are a patron and you happen to look at the show notes, I put the links in there that this next respondent put in. If you're going spring powered, just keep it simple. Think snake in a can, but anchored so the glitter is launched instead of just throwing the cup. Obviously test it with easy to clean up paper confetti first. Under the glitter cup, use a wooden circle connected to a wooden dowel. The wooden circle should be just big enough to sit on the spring without interfering with the launch. The wooden dowel pokes out a hole in the bottom of the can and is notched so that a small metal pull tab can hold it in place. Hook the pull tab to a string and loop it out the back of the drawer and anchor it on the back with a stick'em hook. Duct tape the whole device at the front of the drawer, preferably straight up. If you need to see a visual like I did, the person included two links that looked like they were made in Microsoft Paint. <laughs> and uh, it, it shows exactly what they were talking about. Later in the thread... Um, the guy who originated the thread said, yeah, that might not go over well in the control tower I work in, but I love the thought of it working to somebody's idea of a confetti cannon with a pull string. Like, um, okay. And also you work in a control tower. What? 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 No. Uh, and somebody at the end was like, also please ensure the glitter cup itself doesn't launch out and throat bash him. <laughs> wow. How, how do we not just have so many issues with this? <laughs> but also thanks for that. Okay. Um, in case you need it, instructables.com had a great page about how to make a confetti trap. Um, it was, it's a little different. It's not drawer up, it's ceiling down. Uh. Um, so basically you rig a funnel in a ceiling tile with confetti in it, rig a mouse trap with two strings, one that goes to the plug that holds the confetti in and one that goes to the trigger string, whatever that's going to be. Um, and so there's just a, there's a lot of, a lot of detail in here. Um, I'm kind of shocked, like tie the trigger string somewhere so that whatever action you want to have set off the confetti trap will tug on it. And it doesn't have any length to spare. You may find a few straws useful in routing the string where you want it to go. This person has done this a couple times. Um, the classic place to stick the trigger is the back of a drawer. Not having drawers in the desk where I set this one up, I opted for a computer mouse, placing the mouse too far back to be really useful and tying the thread to its cord. Mm. Uh-oh. Then you set a mouse trap. With that done, you should be able to carefully slip the card under the bottom of the funnel, fill the, the funnel with confetti or glitter, and then when the trigger is tugged, the mouse trap will set up. Wow, I can't use words. The mouse trap will be set off and that in turn will yank the card out from under the tunnel. Well, they said tunnel, but it's supposed to be funnel. Dumping it on your victim's head. What? No, thanks. No, thanks. This is a solid, solid no thanks for me. <laughs> Joe, do you have any experience with confetti cannons? Not with confetti cannons. I do have some notes just as a fairly experienced prankster. Mm. I feel like there are some flaws in this approach. Please do share. Because I know the layout of my desk. If someone has moved my mouse, or in this case, my trackpad, mm -hmm. too far ahead to be useful, that puts me on alert instantly. Uh huh. I'm like, I didn't move that there. Why is uh -huh. that moved there? Yep. 
So the next thing I get, I'm going to do is check my surroundings for possible pranks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like strings attached to your cord that then go up into the yeah. ceiling. And <laughs> it's like there's a string. I drop confetti cord. on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, oh, figure ha- that that would be pretty easy to avoid if you just looked up. That's true. Because I feel like there's no way to cover the uh, moved ceiling tile and yeah. the card. You know, all you got to do is look up to avoid that one. Right. Yeah. The last thing on the list is put the ceiling tile you used for access back in place to make your handiwork as inconspicuous as possible. Good luck. I notice weird things like that when I walk mm-hmm. in a room like, wait, I see darkness on the ceiling tile. What's happening? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So maybe not get the us. most practical thing in the world, but it seems you ain't going like, to get us. <laughs> seems like in theory it would work. Seems sus. All right, let's talk about prom themes. Um, Brie helped me with this one. So this is all Brie's research, and she was very excited about doing it. Um, And also prom. Because Pawnee still had the scenery from Into the Woods that they did last year. For those of you who maybe didn't have the standard American prom, this Reddit thread describes what it is. So we're just starting with a base layer definition. When I went into mine, I had to show proof I attended the school, my school ID, that when I went inside, it was a combination of people already dancing, some chilling, eating at tables, and others standing at random areas chilling. There was a separate room to take your prom photo, and you could do it whenever you wanted to. Eventually, a staff member of the school will ask for everyone's attention to announce the prom king and queen. They'll have their first dance, but after that, everyone can go back to doing whatever they want to do. Some kids run a limo or a SUV, uh, but at my school... Most really drove their own car with their friends. It's a personal preference, really. Um, Some have dinner with their friends at a fancy restaurant before going. Some don't. Some go to an after party they hear through the grapevine and rent a hotel room for the night. Others don't and get coffee afterwards, chilling until the wee hours of the morning. Basically, prom is what you make of it. That is a very good definition for those of us who were homeschooled. um, I look at that definition and decide I'm good. (laughs) Some people also prom pose, uh, like make a huge deal out of asking someone to prom. Um, it's a whole research topic in and of itself. And uh, Brie put some terrible promposals linked into the show notes. And she said uh, number 20 on that list is the most cringy in her opinion. Mm-hmm. And just a reminder, you can now get access to those written show notes with all those good links for $1 a month. Oh my gosh. And according to Listphoria, here are the world's worst prom theme ideas. Number one, Hunger Games prom. Okay, though. Okay, though. <laughs> Hear me out. I, I, I know the, the, the problematic nature of the source material. Obviously, children killing each other. Okay dystopian future i could make that really fun Uh uh-huh okay so basically instead of a dance you enter the gym and you're all you know dressed the nines for prom and instead you see like a giant cardboard cornucopia and instead of actual weapons it's nerf weapons oh my gosh so the, you know, not so great like pistols and stuff like that are close to the outside. The closer you get to the middle of the cornucopia, you get bigger, fancier, mm-hmm. more loaded up Nerf weapons. And mm-hmm. then you have the whole school to play Nerf in. 
Well, I feel like I would want it to be more like community, like the paintball episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can obviously see who's alive and who's not. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'd have to do something about that, but still that would be super fun. <laughs> it would. Yeah. 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 Um, the next one is Sharknado prom. <laughs> I watched Sharknado with a roommate once just to make fun of it. Cause it's so bad mm-hmm. and they know it. Mm-hmm. Gluten-free, peanut-free, anti-GMO prom. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. Cold war prom. Uh, are we in a bunker? <laughs> I don't I don't know what that means. Election prom, which actually sounds like Leslie's dream. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh want want COVID. Oh virtual prom. Oh. Oh no. Yikes. Sorry, everyone. Um, A Reddit thread added. It's about to get real bad. Oh, no. Auschwitz prom. Not great. Who? Who did that? Probably the same people that did Schindler's lunch. (laughs) The next one is build your own prom Ikea edition. That's pretty funny, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Duck Dynasty prom. Okay. No. World War II prom. <laughs> what does it mean? Some trending prom themes for 2022, according to holidaykeepers.com. Red carpet prom. Fairy tale prom. Beauty and the Beast prom. Does that mean the king and queen are Beauty and the Beast? I just want to be Mrs. Potts. <laughs> Black and white prom. Jungle glam. What is jungle glam? I have no idea. What are these kids doing these days? <laughs> uh, night in Vegas prom. It's kind of a classic standby. I can't. MTV <laughs> posted 12 movie prom themes that'll, that seem great but are actually terrible. Um, Titanic, because my heart will go on, is such a great song. Uh, Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare in Love, and then MTV posted, but they don't end up together. It's so sad. Midnight in Paris, Great Gatsby, Cinderella, Casino Royale, and Dirty Dancing. Seems like it should be fine, but no. Casino Royale, I take a bit of umbrage with because that's umbrage. actually a pretty fun theme. Okay, Basically, why? they just kind of make the party look like a casino with dancing like a fancy and they actually had like fancy casino games and stuff like that i know this because if you think about it the year i graduated high school was 2007 oh my gosh so, me too double oh seven uh, and ha, ha, so ha. everything for everyone in high school that could be james bond themed was james bond themed okay well I miss that trend <laughs> and I'm fine with that. All right. Any more prom thoughts before we move on? I don't think so. Okay. Bree did this one too. And as we were sitting researching, her mind was blown. And I was like, do you understand? Do you understand why I love doing this so much? And she's like, I know I get it. <laughs> so, Because April said prom is nothing but a huge party full of smiling, dancing people enjoying themselves. It's literally my worst nightmare. And I hate punch. Obviously, my first thought was 
what even makes something punch? Naturally. Naturally, I know. According to Wikipedia, federal regulations. This is regulated. The, <laughs> the U.S. says the word punch must describe commercial beverage products that do not contain fruit or fruit juice. The term is used to label artificially flavored beverages with or without natural flavorings, which do not contain fruit juice or concentrate in significant proportions. So basically you see the word punch. It is fake. Run away. <laughs> that just makes me so that like activates my rebellious slash authority problems <laughs> personality. And that just makes me want to create a whole beverage brand mm. based around punch made from real fruit juice. <laughs> it's going to be you against the FDA. <laughs> just to be like, come on, government, what you going to do? Mm. According my to Merriam-Webster, juice. the punch is juicy. According to Merriam-Webster, punch is less about what's in the beverage, because it can be a lot of things, and more about the amount of beverage served. So they said punch, referring to a beverage, indicates either a spiced concoction of hard liquor, wine or beer and fruit juices, sometimes tea, or a refreshing non-alcoholic mixture of fruit juices, often with carbonated soda added. Both are made in party size quantities. So then, like, where did this phrase originate? Punch was first served in early 17th century English. It was only served in English, not in Spanish or French or anything else, just English. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> non-English-speaking people. Oh, you don't get punch. Oh, and it's believed to have originated from the Hindi and Urdu word uh, P-A with two lines over it. See, I don't know how to pronounce A with two lines over it. I don't either meaning five in reference to the supposed original number of ingredients. Wow. So now we know. And now it's time for our likes and dislikes where we talk about what we liked about the episode and what we didn't like so much. Joe, what did you like? I liked Ben getting destroyed by confetti. Mm-hmm. He has PTSD now. <laughs> Poor guy. All he wants to do is survive in the world. I like Tom having to throw his computer away because of a Lumineer song. Wow. Wow, Tom. <laughs> I like Andy's revelation that Megan Rickerson's parents moved <laughs> to prison. I like how you phrased that. I didn't quite catch that, but yes. Good. <laughs> I liked that Andy laked April's car. Yep. And I did not like that autocorrect kept changing it to leaked oh, it when it did. is actually laked. It is laked. It's Indeed, when, we are referring to laked. It's when you try to jump a lake with a car. Obviously. And it doesn't work. Uh, I loved this quote from Ron. Her annoying kindness and <laughs> generosity sneakily made me like her as a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like Ron's favor to the sawmill owner being that he built the sawmill. Seems fine because of course he did mm -hmm. i like andy saying good night <laughs> sir to champion slash april's dad <laughs> yes <laughs> i like ron outgrowing the idea of prom at 12 years old same <laughs> i love andy's process of realizing that expendables 2 <laughs> is not great <laughs> He has so much optimism all along the way. 
I love Mordana lore. Mm-hmm. I love that she dated a legendary coach and that she told that man to wait in the car. So funny. I like Ben being unable to say something cool in a moment when he might have actually come across that way. Uh-huh. If he wasn't trying, he would have been fine. Mm-hmm. He thought about it, and then he said, Snoopies. <laughs> I like Ron talking to Leslie and revealing he has a scale for her craziness. Mm-hmm. I like Andy thinking the limo's extra length will help clear the lake. Because Obviously. of course it will. It's yep, that's that's the factor right there that you were missing. <laughs> also, that makes me wonder how many cars are sunken at the bottom of this lake from Andy's obsession to jump over it. <laughs> uh I like Andy being prom king and immediately abusing his power. Mm-hmm. Of course he does. And then I like Ron absconding with almost an entire tray of burgers. He did take one off to be courteous. Uh, I thought it was just sandwiches. It looked like burgers to me. It might have been sandwiches, but it looked like burgers. Um. Okay, I looked up laking real quick. And about the only thing I could find is Cedarville University said that there's a general university policy um, that nobody is permitted to be on, in or on, on the ice during winter. Cedar Lake at any time, unless permission is granted by security. Um, it, pro- the prohibition includes no swimming, waiting, unapproved boating, walking on the ice, ice skating, or any other form of being in or on Cedar Lake. So, um, jumping your car over it's fine, because you won't be in or on the lake. If you make it. Obviously. So, uh, laking just doesn't come up with much on the internet. (laughs) So, that's what I liked about this episode. What did you like about this episode? Well, I loved Ben's immediate reaction of, what's happening? I can't hear it. I'm dying. I resonate with that as an Enneagram 6. I understand, Ben. (laughs) Thank you so much. I love Harvey's microwave powers. That's just like a small throwaway throwaway line, but it made me so happy. Mm. <laughs> um, I like Allison being on the prom committee and coming back to be on the show again after the Model UN catastrophe. Mm-hmm. I actually like Ben's approach to DJing a lot because it is a vibe curation position. Mm. He had the right philosophy, in my humble opinion. I love that April was pure April in this episode. She took some risks and she stayed true to herself as well. Yep. Rigged an election, got kicked out of prom. Mm hmm. Yep. Seems normal. Fine. I love that the internship is called the April Ludgate Summer Solstice Droid Festival and Buffalo Wings Eating Contest. (laughs) Okay. So funny. Um, <laughs> I meant to I say druid and I said droid. I like that you Please called make fun it of me droid. That. No, that just gives it a, like a Star Wars angle that's also really funny. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> you could only talk in droid. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> okay, C3PO. Uh, <laughs> I actually love Oren as April's mom. I... Just thinking about how that happened, like this took forethought and it's hilarious. So like they knew they were going to prom Andy was going to get a car and 
what did April just be like, Oren, come be my mom? <laughs> how sure did that, that work? I'm sure that's exactly how it worked. And then obviously we have to dress champion up as dad. Yes. But all, but April's parents are local mm-hmm. too. So they could have done real parents, but no. Uh, they chose yeah. Oren and champion. I, and I could absolutely understand why she didn't do that because her parents would have actually thought it was genuinely sweet and they would have been uh-huh. like yeah. actually wanting to be there taking pictures and thinking it was so cute. And she would have thought that was the worst. This might have actually been April's ideal situation then mm-hmm. for something she doesn't want to do. She created her own ideal situation. Yes, absolutely. Including champion in a little suit with a wig. Yes. And I might have died of happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Ron using and then holstering with aggression his mobile telephone. Yes. <laughs> I love April revealing who she was in high school. Like, what did she do? She hid the mops so the janitor would think he's going insane. Like, that's so interesting. And then Andy coming in with the truth of the current of like, you know what? Kids in high school are idiots. The only thing that matters is that we found each other now. Mm. Like, good for him. I like that April rigged an election and got kicked out of prom and she can get on board with that. And then I wrote this as it happened. Leslie apologizes to Allison. She's so, (coughs) bless you. So sorry. so thoughtful and grounded. And then this begins all caps. Would you like to be all caps me, Joe? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Anytime, all the time. Yes. Uh, OMG, your boyfriend is Greg Lukaitis. <laughs> She's a terrible person with terrible judgment. Lukaitis tabled her dress to the table. The final word of the episode, Lukaitis. <laughs> Oh, you do all caps me such, <laughs> such goodness. Thank you. Thank you. I do have a couple mid likes. Um, Allison loving binders as much as Leslie. This is amazing and so nerdy. And it's an obvious trap for Leslie to fall into in order to procreate herself into the world in every way possible. Hmm. Just, it just felt too obvious to me. Mm-hmm. It was, ugh. Um, Tom throwing away his computer because he downloaded a Lumineers song. Like it's funny. And if anybody would know how digital files worked, it would be Tom. Jerry would throw away a computer for a reason like that, but not Tom in my humble opinion. (laughs) Do you have thoughts? I feel like for Tom, it's the principle of the thing. Okay. Well, he does know, but he's that, uh, concerned about his image that he would throw away a computer that he accidentally downloaded a Lumineers song on. It's been tainted. I don't understand his principles and that's okay. Um, mid like Andy laking their car. I don't feel like he's that unaware, but also, uh-huh. you know, the tooth episode a couple ago was like, Oh, maybe you are. Uh Oh, <laughs> And then my last mid-like is Ron having a scale for Leslie's behavior and just now telling her about it. Seems a little late in the game, but uh, it's just, I don't know. It's one of those where I look at Leslie and I'm like, your behavior is so out of proportion so often Mm -hmm. that Ron made a scale for it to help him determine 
whether he should intervene or not. Mm -hmm. I would not want to be her manager. (laughs) So there's that. What did you dislike, Joe? Uh, Really just one thing. And that is April's mom slash Oren. Why did you not like that? Uh, I think I can answer that question by asking you to imagine a hypothetical scenario. Uh Uh-oh. You wake up in the middle of the night. You sense a presence in your room. (laughs) Standing in the corner. (sighs) Is that. But... He wasn't standing in the middle of the corner. No, but this is an imagination. You're using your imagination. How does that make you feel? But I have no information that would tell me (laughs) that he would be there in the middle of the night. He's just there. He, He just is. Well, for April, that's like her dream come true. But for you, if it happened to you. Yeah, that's terrifying for me. Yeah. Uh huh. But this is one rare time where I was able to separate that I wasn't there in the room. <laughs> I'm proud of you for that. I am Thank proud you. of you for that. And I also acknowledge the trauma of what you're feeling. I'm here for you. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan of April's mom slash Oren. What did you dislike about this episode? A cake in a drawer. Drawers are not meant for cakes. Mm, true. What did she have to move to put a cake there? And where are those things now? <laughs> what if they were in alphabetical order and now they're not? Just, no, don't put a cake in a drawer. Bad. Um, Leslie volunteering to teach Latin. Mm. Really, Leslie? You don't need anything else. You, no. Um, I listened to most of the songs on Tom's chart, <laughs> and I am not a fan of any of them. Uh, I feel like it's obvious that none of those would be great prom dancing party songs. And most of them are all explicit as well. Although the proms I went to, that was the music 90% of the time. It was not appropriate at all. I have no idea how people let high school students listen to and dance to that kind of stuff at prom. Yeah, it's... um. I'm yawning. I'm going to call myself out. When the the baseline of song is window to the wall or whatever that one's called. Um, And I rhymed unintentionally. Didn't mean to do that. Uh, But yeah, is yeah. Adult supervision is kind of a funny, funny thing. Cause like, yeah, there were adults there. They were supervising who were also, Watching and listening to high school students dance to and go nuts to songs like that one. It's weird to think about looking back. Yeah. Special times had by all. (laughs) Um, I did not like Tom continuing to rag on being seen with Ben. Mm. Like that's getting old to me. Yeah, I can see that. The I didn't like the obvious plot development of Leslie once again going fanatical on everybody else because she's afraid of losing what she has. Yeah, that's played out for sure. So done with that. I'm also done with Tom again being so disappointed with the reality of what is instead of what he dreamed it would be that he can't function. Mm. I don't think he's that fragile. He -hmm. has so much potential. Ugh. Ron's lighting rig. Don't like it. Angle irons and two by fours. No, that's not (laughs) how you build a lighting rig. 
Ugh. 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 Um, I don't like the scene of Leslie trying to show Allison how to pull a rope. Why yeah. are you making this so complicated? This is not hard. Like it's this episode was just so many people trying too hard. Mm, I can see that for sure. Which is very irritating to me. Um, I got frustrated when the principal only called Leslie out, but not Ron. Mm-hmm. Both of them played an equal part. Like, but why does Ron get to be the scapegoat on this one? That's not fair. Um, also, I don't like Leslie planning Allison's life. There's just no agency there. That's mm-hmm. not Leslie's to do. She stepped in and just assumed. And uh, that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what we have learned from Joy's dislike section is don't plan my life for me. Um, <laughs> if I'm in trouble, call everyone else out too. Not just me. Thanks. Um, don't put me in a room with a lighting rig that's two by fours and angle irons. Um, and I don't want to dance to rap music. Don't put a cake in my drawer. And um, <laughs> why yes. does that sound weird? <laughs> don't put a cake in my drawer. Okay. <laughs> that's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> and now it's time for the coronation of the beautiful rule breaking moth, the segment in which we choose one specific thing that was the breakout star of the episode, Joe. Mine is, of course, the incredible twist ending that Allison's boyfriend is none other than Greg Pakaitis. Correct. Mine is also Pakaitis, obviously. Obviously. So the episode good. was meh until that happened. And yep. I was like, okay. He does so much with so little. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for the, the shaming. shaming of the Jerry part of the show where we shame one particular thing for bringing the episode down or being unnecessarily annoying. Joe, my Jerry is Leslie immediately hijacking the stage to try and manipulate Allison into taking the, the internship right after she told the principal she would stop. Yeah. Very frustrating. Very frustrating. Um, mine is similar um, slightly different, but Leslie not giving others a chance to have their own agency and make their own decisions. So there's that. There's that. And now it's time for the awarding of the little Sebastians, the ceremony in which we rate each episode against the entire catalog of parks and recreation episodes by awarding it between one and five little Sebastians. Mm-hmm. Joy. It was a two for me until Pakita showed up and that got it to be a three. Nice. I just wasn't really enjoying this episode much. That so, is totally fair. Yeah. What about you? I rated this episode a four. Okay. How and come? I'm, I'm standing what, by it. Uh, what pushed you to a four? I really enjoyed Andy in this episode. Mm. I think that was what pushed it up there for me. The sincerity yeah. with which he says, good night, sir. To yes. champion slash April's dad. Yes. Uh, the laking, the car, the potential of clearing the lake now with the limo um and also the way that he immediately establishes a uh a tyrannical dictatorship Mm -hmm. upon being crowned prom king um was fantastic loved all that good job and now it's time to ask that all-important question where 
real John Ralphio. John Ralphio. Oh, that was fun. That was like like uh, old fashioned tape. <laughs> Which we're gonna talk about VHS tapes later in the oh, show. You better tune into the booths. Uh, so, as always, this segment's for episodes where the character's not featured. We speculate where he might be and what he might mm-hmm. be doing. Joy, what do you think John Ralphio is up to during the events of prom? I think, um, I don't know where John Ralphio's at, but I know that the gang is over at April and Andy's because they got invited <laughs> over to the prom party with Orin and Champion. Oh, man. Yeah. That's do you know where John Ralphio is? I do. Uh, I think he actually stole Andy and April's limo. <laughs> and now he and the gang are going to clear that lake. That's so funny. <laughs> of course they are. I just love imagining that lake as something that not just Andy, but everyone in Pawnee <laughs> is obsessed with jumping their cars over. Obviously. <laughs> and the amount of cars that they have to salvage from that lake on right. a monthly basis is just... right. Ridiculous. Or it just piles up <laughs> and it ends up becoming a bridge that they put over. Yeah. A bridge of cars. Like a bridge over troubled water. <laughs> Callbacks. Right, we, uh, we do have a We Got Jammed. Oh, man. Uh, Marie pointed out an error that I made, uh, which is really funny. I'm really, I really enjoyed it when she po- pointed this out to me. Um, I referred to the Theranos downfall with its leader, Ms. Holmes, but I had the wrong Ms. Holmes last week um i thought of elizabeth holmes not katie holmes who was actually noted on the conversation topic board katie holmes is tom this is a quote from marie katie holmes is tom cruise's ex-wife they got a divorce in 2012 so at the time of this episode i bet leslie was talking about suitors uh-huh uh-huh I was literally like, wait, Katie Holmes is in jail? And I couldn't find anything online about it, except that she was considered to be an Orange is the New Black, LOL. So I figured I was missing something, (laughs) crying, laughing face. And this, my friends, is why Joy does not pop culture. The moment I think I have a pop culture thing, no. Yeah, that, it struck me as odd in the moment. (laughs) But I just kind of like, I just, I just was like, oh, okay. I was like, but in my head, I'm going, wait. Why should Katie Holmes be in jail? <laughs> I thought Elizabeth. Like, okay. Like, does Joy really not like Katie nope. Holmes? No, nope. I, I mean, have I get it. Against like, Katie Holmes. Dawson's Creek is not for everyone, but I, I don't know anyone should go to her. prison over it. Nope, we're good. <laughs> Sorry, Katie Holmes, if you were listening to this. Katie Holmes, we know you're a big fan of the podcast. I so did sorry. You wrong. Uh, we don't actually think you should go to jail. My humble apologies. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. And I love that your mind went to Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes. Of course it did. I'm a nerd, okay? I'm a nerd. I'm not pop culture, but I'm a nerd. Oh. And now it's time for Johnny Karate's Karate Moves to Success, a inspirational segment in which we apply the karate moves to success in our own lives. Joy. Me? What do you want a karate chop? I don't know about you. But ever since COVID, it feels like my overall capacity for existence is just far lower. Hmm. I do not like this. Um, like for the next for the next month or so, like I'm busy, I'm working, I'm traveling, and like just even the process of of preparing 
for this upcoming trip, I'm like, I used to be able to sit down on my computer and just hammer stuff out Mm. and not worry about it. But also I realized, um, I was just a brain that didn't really know I had a body. So I didn't care about how tired my body was. I was just like, got to get stuff done. So like this whole journey post COVID post lockdowns of like building up tolerance again to be with people more and to like get back into the flow of doing a lot, especially since I was unemployed during COVID and now I've just been freelance. It's just a lot. So I'm karate chopping the process of re-upping capacity. Mm. What about you? I would like to karate chop sudden storms. Uh-oh, there's a story here. <laughs> we had a concert last night. We got right to the end. We were actually in the last song um, when the storm came up out of nowhere that had lightning and wind. And it didn't rain much, thankfully, uh, but we did have to cut it off in the middle of the last song. And I still have dust and sand in my eyes because uh, uh. this was one of those like Midwest storms that comes yep. with this massive wall of wind right at the front. Yep. And so all this dust just got immediately whipped into my eyes. And I just don't like that. That's not a pleasant yeah, no. way to, to end an evening. That is super sucky. Yeah. Uh, I have, fortunately, I have air duster in my studio. I have to like blow out all my gear on my pedal board because it gets yeah. so dusty, which dust and electronics, as you know, not, not great, not great friends. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, who do you want to be nice to this week? Okay. Bree and I watched this series on Hulu called Mormon No More. It is blowing my ever-loving mind. Um, I did not grow up Mormon, but I grew up very adjacent, like very similarly structured. So the whole process of Mormon No More is... Um, people coming to the discovery of who they are um, because the Mormon church is not LGBTQ affirming. And so it's just story after story of people recognizing the goodness of who they are and then coming out of the church while they are coming out to their community and like the process of how hard that's been, but also how good the love they've found is. And so in the process of watching Mormon no more, like there was so much that resonated with my personal story that, yeah, I sat there and bawled my eyes out several times, but I also just felt seen and understood. And it's one of those moments of empathy of like, Oh, I'm not the only one. I'm not alone. Okay, cool. So it's a fascinating watch. If you are an empath like me, you'll probably cry but it's like a good cry. Mm. So highly encourage the Hulu series Mormon No More. And also Brie wanted me to let y'all know Lizzo's album is dropping. Lizzo's got a new album. Check it out. Um, Cause it's about beep time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a Lizzo reference. If you didn't catch that. So. <laughs> I did. But not. We don't swear on this podcast. So. <laughs> uh, Who are you going to be nice to? So I have a TV show recommendation. Oh, man. If you're looking for something new to stream, I just finished FX's The Bear. 
Uh, is it like Paddington Bear? No, it is not. Um, <laughs> I I think you might like it actually. Okay, why? Um, it's got lots of language. If that sort of thing bothers you, so I just know some people like to avoid yep. having to listen to a ton of curse words. It does have a ton of curse words, um, but it is very excellently done. It's very excellently shot and acted. Uh, it's a show about a James Beard Award winning chef who comes <gasps> back to Chicago, where he's from. Chef. Uh, to James take- Beard. <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, it's got a lot of things that you would like. Uh, so he's got this, he's this classically trained chef who's won all these awards in this super high intensity environment. Uh, and he comes back to run his brother, uh, his brother's Chicago beef sandwich restaurant, mm. like this super small rundown place. Um, and it's it's not a huge spoiler um it's kind of what the show is about like it's in previews and stuff his brother committed suicide and left the restaurant Mm. to him and so kind of why he's there why he's doing what he's doing the circumstances of you know his brother and and all that are kind of what the show is about yeah um and it's all framed by like these beautiful shots of chicago and food and that's amazing they capture the tension and pressure of working in a kitchen so well and the dedication of the people like you have um the main character carmen who's the chef um you have the young black woman who he brings on uh to be his sous chef basically and what she brings to the table yep uh kind of having a hybrid of not coming from a classically trained but then getting some classical training and then you have another man who is basically just kind of a line cook but through the influence of Carmen is kind of like he discovers that he really likes this stuff and Mm -hmm. he gets into he wants to make like the perfect donut and he gets into like the science of fermentation and that's amazing uh yeah really great really well done um yeah it's a short I think it's an eight episode season um but yeah it's really well done it's got a lot of heart a lot of intensity it was a fun watch that's awesome yeah. All right. Joy. Take us to that outro. Hit me with a word. Uh, okay. Um, lake, obviously. There is a lake. It's shining just for me. The Pawnee Lake. There's just so much of it we can't see. many cars are in it from the first time uh this is a hardcore somebody <laughs> laked in it <sighs> but now um this is why is this chord so hard f sharp seven andy's dream will finally come true There he is, he's driving the limo. He 
kidnapped the driver and now the driver's stuck in the back he's dreading what will come but thankfully they have insurance ah <laughs> the accelerator the gas the g-forces mm. Look at them go, they're going up, they're taking off now, the wheels are gone, what happened? Um, <laughs> they're in the air, and he doesn't care, all he wants is to lake. <laughs> Wait, okay, wait. If he's gonna if he laked the cars, is then lake he didn't then succeed. the Well then what is it what is it if you succeed? He jumped the lake? Yes. Yeah, I think that would be it. Okay, let me try this again. <clears throat> these, these are very important details. <laughs> Clearly. I need to have this song right. <clears throat> okay, we're gonna start the chorus over again. Look at them go. They're taking off. Eh. <laughs> Look at that Lee. <laughs> Lincoln Town car fly. And he knows they're gonna make it and be alright. He doesn't care if they like it. Mm, nope. nope, nope. <laughs> this is what's hard about changing the lyrics is I forget where I'm at and I look at the chords. <laughs> Ugh, because he paid for insurance. Mm. And look at them go. They, they, uh, uh, look at them go. I can do it. This is fine. I think they're gonna make it. Do you know what song I'm singing? I don't actually. I've been it's trying to City of it. Stars from La La Land. Oh, I've never seen La La Land. So. Oh my gosh, it, I love that movie so much. I <laughs> cry. It just makes me so happy. Okay, give me another word. Uh, confetti. Little shreds of paper. Innocent thoughts. Like I just want to shower them all over you So you know how much I really care about you But now I only have one I <laughs> it used to be a duo clops, but you know. Yeah, well, there goes that. I've had forever. <laughs> All right, yep, you're up. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. If you would like more Parks and Rewatch in your life, you can follow us on Instagram at Rewatch Parks. You can join the official Parks and Rewatch fan club on Facebook. 
And like we mentioned, uh, it's a whole new world over on our Patreon. So you can head on over there if you would like access to our bonus content, like our after show exclusively for patrons. The Hucking Boofs available to you as soon as you sign up at the Pawnee Goddess or Swanson Tears going forward. And if you sign up at the Pawnee Ranger tier at just $1 a month, not only do you get access to our written show notes and the video versions of our regular podcast, you also get access to all of the bonus content that was previously published before this episode comes out. Like I said, you do need to be a Pony Goddess or a Swanson to to have access to the Hucking Boosts going forward, but you get a bunch of bonus content no matter what tier you sign up at right now, going all the way back to the beginning of our Patreon. So that's pretty cool. If you are an email type of person, you can send us an email at rewatchparks at gmail.com. And if you are enjoying our show, it would mean the world to us if you would leave us a rating, a five-star rating, and a review over at Apple Podcasts and a five-star rating on Spotify. Have we had a review lately? We've had several. They are not thrilled. (laughs) Oh, well, that's sad. So if you are are thrilled, you know, you could could make us super happy by leaving... (laughs) A thrilled review. Those are always fun to read. Maybe I shouldn't go look at them then. Okay. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I think that's it. Great. What do we say? Bye. Oh, I don't know. I, I couldn't Ope. come up with another Ope. word. <laughs> oh. <Ope. laughs>